You're listening to the best barbecue show midweek or at this point, end of the week update. Uh, I wanted to talk to you all about a few things. One is I'm talking about certified Angus beef for the next few weeks. And I thought you probably wanted to know a little bit more about the brand. I would say even when I got to this event, I didn't know that much about certified Angus beef. I knew it was a brand. I knew that it was of a high quality, but I had no idea that it, it was so large and uh, really in all 50 states. They gave me some information. I went through it and I'm gonna give you the highlight. The certified Angus beef brand is the original brand of premium beef. It was actually created in the 1970s by the family farmers and ranchers. So there's an overseeing organization that certified Angus beef is a part of, and that's the, the American Angus Association. They have a commitment to quality, they have a grassroots heritage, and they've worked hard. At this point, there's over a billion pounds of product that counts as certified Angus beef, uh, actually one point. 2 billion to be exact this year. It was created by ranchers. If you go back to the last episode, you'll actually hear from some of those ranchers. Uh, but some of these ranchers raised 40 cattle, some of them raised 1,500. It's a nonprofit subsidiary of the American Angus Association, uh, and it's owned by its 25,000 rancher members. And the Angus ranching families target the brand's high standards so they have more options to market their cattle and maximize their income. When you buy certified Angus beef, you're actually making sure that the rancher gets paid a little bit more, uh, which was a fun thing that I learned over the weekend. You know, a lot of these ranchers, they raise tons of cattle. They're not all going to grade certified Angus, but the ones that do, they're going to get a little bit more. Uh, and ranchers can actually earn $50 per head or more in premiums for cattle that qualify for the brand. It was the first branded beef program, and it was recognized and evaluated by the United States Department of Agriculture. So they're the ones who actually define what certified Angus beef is. They have never owned cattle. They've never owned product. Their job is solely to market this high quality of beef. Now, I'm sure you've heard Angus, Black Angus, but Angus is a breed of cattle. Um, that's not necessarily the brand. And there's no quality re requirements for just regular old Angus. If you see Angus beef, now it could be graded, select prime choice, but there, besides certified Angus beef, other Angus beefs aren't part of this brand, uh, which I was a little confused on before I went, but they helped me really understand. But certified Angus beef is a brand of beef, and it starts with that Angus, that black Angus cattle. There are 10 quality standards. One is that they have to have modest or higher marbling, uh, medium to fine marbling and texture, and only cattle harvested younger than 30 months of age uh, qualify for that A maturity. They need consistent sizing, so 10 to 16 square inch ribeye area, 1,050 pound hot carcass weight or less, uh, and less than one inch fat thickness. That's on the outside of the carcass. They're looking for superior muscling, so uh, this restricts the influence of dairy cattle. They want it practically free of capillary rupture, so uh, you know that's the veins and things that run through the animal. They don't want to see any dark cutters, uh, 
and they don't want to see a neck hump exceeding two inches. That could mean that it, there's another breed mixed in with it, and it also safeguards against cattle with more variability in tenderness. As far as its comparison to USDA grades, certified Angus beef starts at high choice and goes all the way up to prime. To give you a little bit of history, back in 1975, an Angus rancher in Marshville, Ohio, named Harold Etling, was out to dinner, and he was excited to order a steak advertised as Angus on the menu because he knew this breed of beef cattle, his breed, and he knew it could deliver a great eating experience. But after a few disappointing bites, he knew there had to be a better way to give consumers an indication of beef's quality. It's tenderness, juiciness, remarkable flavor. The USDA grades could tell part of this story, but in the 1970s, he redefined beef and put a focus on this higher grade. Now, back in the 1970s, there was another problem, which was there was a redefined focus for leanness of meat, so people were trying to eat leaner beef. But as I and all of you beef aficionados listening know, the greatest factor in beef's flavor and quality is the amount of marbling. The little flecks of fat when you cut the meat, you know, when you look at a steak, if you don't see any white spots, you're probably not going to get a lot of fat. He reached out to some like-minded cattlemen. They wanted to market the quality of Angus beef to consumers, and he knew they would appreciate and recognize the benefits. But beef is a commodity product, so they had to create a brand. The result is, in conjunction with the American Angus Association, was a certified Angus beef brand. Now, since then, they've started working with thousands of farmers on billions of pounds of cattle. Uh, there's a whole list of different points, things that happened uh, over the years. I can send anyone who wants it. Uh, all of these documents, and I'm sure most of it's available from the Certified Angus Beef brand, I wanted to give you all just an overview. You you can recognize it by the logo. It's a pretty easy-to-notice logo. It's kind of yellow and red with a big black Angus on it. It says Certified Angus Beef. For their 40th anniversary, they painted 40 barns with their logo. Uh, and if you want to see more about that, I would check out their website and see some of the amazing videos they've produced, kind of showing how they partner with the farmers to create an amazing grade of beef. I was super impressed with the people there, with the ranchers, with the packers, with, with so many people committed to quality. And it's a quality that everyone is benefiting from as well. You know, the ranchers are getting a better deal. They're making a little bit more money. It's helping this old industry stay alive. It's helping this old industry really be something more than just raising cattle. So that's the first stop on our midweek update. Another thing I wanted to go over was uh, my friend Bill Dumas, uh, who was a pitmaster at Style Switch, sent me a message and he wanted me to update you all. He has left the Switch Barbecue. His last day was August 17th. He used to work at Smoky Denmark Meats and Style Switch with Lance Kirkpatrick in Austin um, before he actually went out to the Switch in Belterra. He worked with Chris McGee, Mark Oglesby, Troy Walrick. And while he was working there, the Switch was rated uh, top 25 new barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazines. He wanted to make an announcement, uh, and he wanted me to share it with y'all. He's going to be the lead pit master with the team at Creekside Cookers Barbecue in Memberley, Texas. It's a restaurant that I don't believe is open yet. They're set to open in mid-October uh, when he gets back from Perth, Australia, where he is actually right now. He sent me some cool pictures from there. And in Perth, he's going to be a featured pit master at the Barbecue Festival and do a bunch of barbecue events in Australia. So keep an eye on his social media. I love seeing uh, Bill and some of these other guys. I know Wayne Miller will be out in Australia soon uh, with my friends over at Houston's Barbecue. Shout out to Houston's and Kit Houston himself. Really cool guy. I met him, and then uh, a few weeks later, 
uh, Jason, who works there, also came by, came to Snows with me, went to a few places. Super fun guys making real good barbecue in Australia. So keep an eye on Bill Dumas and you can see what he is up to. I also wanted to remind y'all that Southern Smoke is on Sunday in Houston. Southern Smoke is an event that Chris Shepard launched in 2015 after learning that his friend um, and sommelier Antonio Gianola was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Uh, he took some, some sad news. After hearing the bad news about his friend's health, he started Southern Smoke. Uh, and since then, Southern Smoke has donated over $600,000 to the MS Society. That makes it their largest third-party fundraiser in the five-state area. Um, in 2017, Southern Smoke decided that they wanted to assist people in the food and beverage industry affected by the hurricane and donated half a million dollars to people in need in Houston. After that, they started a foundation uh, and an emergency relief fund uh, for people in the food and beverage industry in the crisis. Um, the proceeds of this year's Southern Smoke Festival uh, will once again raise funds for both the Southern Smoke Emergency Relief Fund and the National MS Society. Now, to give you a sense of who's going to be there, there's about 20 pitmasters from all over the country. Aaron Franklin's going to be there. Patrick and Aaron Fegis are going to be there. Pat Martin will be there. It looks like Maddie Matheson will be there. Your friend Sam Jones. Pitmaker's going to be there with their awesome pits. It's going to be an amazing event, and uh, I hope any of y'all in Houston can make it. There are still tickets available as I'm recording this, so check it out. They also have a silent auction. Uh, there's a lot of really great stuff going on, and Chris Shepard is just a, a, a super awesome dude. When he was at the Truth Fundraiser for Bees Crackling Barbecue, he donated an extra $5,000 straight on top of the $17,000 that the dinner uh, raised. So just an amazing person, always trying to do something for a good cause, and definitely something I would check out if y'all are in the Houston area or planning to be there. Our friend Scott Dube over in Atlanta sent me uh, Sam Jones' schedule. After he does Southern Smoke, he's going to Chapel Hill, North Carolina, October 17th. Destin, Florida on my birthday, the 26th. Gulf Shores, Alabama on November 1st. Back in Atlanta, November 7th. And then Miami, the 19th to the 23rd. Uh, he's going on a book tour. If you're at all interested in whole hog or... Uh, really, any kind of hog cooking, Sam Jones is one of the experts, uh, and this book has flown off the shelves since he put it out. Uh, and these are chances for you to check it out and even maybe get him to sign one. He's a super sweet dude. Uh, I have run into him a few times on his book tour in L.A. and in Texas, and uh, you know he takes lots of time with people. He loves sharing what he knows and the delicious food that he cooks. Now, going to the West Coast, we've got our friend Bert Bachman traveling with Trudy's Underground Barbecue. Uh, he's going to New York on October 12th. So if you're the, in that area, go check him out. Uh, he's going to be in Alisal October 21st, Santa Monica on November 4th, Turks and Caicos on November 25th. He's going to Napa in January, and he'll be going to Montana in February. So keep an eye on his social media and what he's doing. Uh, he's traveling the last time I saw him, he was traveling with Avi, uh, a good friend and a kind of a steak master from the West Coast. But you never know with Bert. You know, sometimes he rolls 10 deep. Bert's an old friend of the show, and I love running into him, so I might try to catch him on one of these tours. I also saw while I was perusing that Kimchi Smoke has uh, beef ribs back on the menu. I don't know if that's huge news, but if you're in the New York area and you like beef ribs, that's not a bad place to grab some. Uh, so that's Kimchi Smoke. 
bringing beef ribs back this weekend. And my final update is going to be about a local Austinite, uh, John Kulo. He is at ATX Food Guy, a friend of the show, someone I run into on a lot of my fun adventures. And he is up for best Instagrammer in Austin. Now, if you're not from the area, there's something called the Austin Chronicle. And at the Austin Chronicle, they're actually, they make a best of list. And so he get on the top four for best local Instagrammer now. I don't know why no one nominated me, but you know, you know how I feel about lists. But if you're in the Austin area, jump on the Austin Chronicles website while you're voting. I think there's a few days left. Throw a a vote in for John uh, because I really like what he's doing. He's always out smiling, being friendly to the scene. Uh, and he's a big barbecue enthusiast. So any way I can help him is great. Well, I hope you all like the midweek update. Uh, if you've got events coming up, please email them to news at bestbbqshow.com. That's news, N-E-W-S, at bestbbqshow.com. Send me a DM. Uh, I am realizing there's enough news and events going on that I need to do a weekly update. You know, I can't always run it in the podcast, and this is a good way to talk to you all one more time a week and to update you on what's happening until next time this is yoni signing out thanks for listening to the best barbecue show and i will talk to you soon I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener, showing the hell I'd like to meet him to meet, man. Y'all ought to see me eat, man. Woo!